Hey guys, welcome in to episode number 98, the NFL Divisional Playoff Rounds. We got another set of fantastic games this week, Jeff. We got some interesting games this weekend, but before we get into that, we're going to jump into some games that happened last week and kind of see maybe where we went, went wrong on our predictions um, and uh, go from there. But um, <laughs> tell you what, Jeff, that, uh, that cold weather has hit Texas the last couple of days. It has been freezing in texas yeah um we've it's been we've had sleet i think snow uh i think it was 20 degrees when i woke up today um probably felt like less so but i like it i like the i like the weather this time of year you know it's that kind of crisp winter weather it's it's kind of it's on it's playoff weather man (laughs) yeah as we'll see that tonight, uh, the Green Bay Packers. I think the uh, the starting temperature is like two degrees, so it's going to be pretty intense there. But um, all right, Jeff. Well, let's jump into last week's games here. Um, we were so excited and set up for some good football. The first game of the week was the our first game last Saturday was the Raiders and Bengals. We both selected the Bengals to win, and the Bengals got the job done. And this one um, was really good. It came down to the, the Raiders driving down with the final seconds on the clock before eventually uh, Derek Carr threw an interception at the one-yard line to kind of wrap it up there. And um, The Bengals stayed pretty hot, and the, the, the Raiders fought like we knew they would. But we called that one right there. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I just, you know, it's surprising to see, Bur- uh, Joe, you know, Joe Burrow to kind of, you know, coming into his own making a legacy for himself, um, you know, and uh, kind of you're seeing uh, a quarterback. I, I would say out of the draft class, this is the quarterback that I think should be being paid attention to a little bit more, mainly because, I mean, he had a devastating injury last year, but you're finally starting to see uh, the fruits of labor. Um, and I think this is going to be somebody we talk about in, in 
and not to jump to conclusions, but this this could be a, somebody that we talk about down the road of like, oh, okay, this is in the realm of, uh, you know, a Mahomes. This is in the realm of a uh, a great player that will continue to be great, very much like a you know Rogers, a you know Brady, a, you know maybe not to the degree of Brady, but it's you know because that's difficult to replicate. But I mean in that same realm, you know, like when we think of Russell Wilson, when we think of Aaron Rodgers, when we think of those kind of players, I think we're starting to see a little bit of that with Joe Burrow, mainly because he is having some, a little bit of some success in the playoffs already. He's only been in the league for two years. So this is exciting. It's fun to watch. Oh, it definitely is. And, and I love me some Joe Burrow and the, the Bengals who have, has not been very good. And, you know, um, They've they put some weapons around him. They've got a solid wide receiving crew. They they've got a decent defense. So Joe Burrow's playing lights out right now, and and his confidence is is fantastic for such a young player. They they you know they talked about it last week. They interviewed him after the game, and they were talking about you know hey you won congratulations this is big and he's like yeah it was good but you know we're moving on to next week and I think he has the right mentality. And that's the kind you got to get. They haven't re- met their goal yet, right? They, they those expectations are Super Bowl, and um, so I like his mentality. I like his confidence that he's playing with right now, and and um, they move forward there. So we predicted that one right. The the game after that, Jeff, was um, the Bills and Patriots, <laughs> and this is a game that we completely got wrong on, Jeff. Um, we projected the Patriots to upset the Bills, uh, mainly for me because the Bills weren't playing up to their potential. The Bills all season long continued to struggle. They We saw them make great strides last season, and we didn't see that this year, right? So I just thought with the Patriots defense and Mac Jones doing enough not to lose the ball game, we would have saw the we would have saw Patriots win. But the Bills came in, punched the Patriots in the mouth. Bill Belichick team a bill belichick team did not look like they were ready to play in the cold weather and the bills get the victory and the way they played they look like they could beat anybody at this moment if they play that way going forward yeah um this is this is one of those kind of surprise games there's a few of them uh uh during this uh early round of uh, first round of the playoffs. And, and this was definitely one of them. It, it was shocking to see because Bill Belichick, it's a Bill Belichick team. I'm, I just am shocked to see an offense completely manhandle um, an, a, 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 you know, a defense that Bill Belichick is running. I don't know what was going on there. Maybe it was familiarity. Maybe it was, they just had a better game plan. Um, and it just seems like, maybe we are starting to see an era in Patriot history where they're not as good uh, as we thought. And and again, it's still early in the career of their quarterback and and still figuring out who he is and, and and developing game plans and stuff uh, to fit him. And obviously, you know, for Belichick to continue to build this defense like it used to be, but it's just, uh, it's surprising. And a lot of people are, maybe they're starting to see the, this, the era is over. A little bit <laughs> so well I, you know and, and i don't know I, I i don't i don't know if i see that just because la, i mean last year so so you know everyone talks about the brady versus belichick and brady went on to win the super bowl and belichick did nothing well belichick didn't have a quarterback hit cam newton okay he's got a decent quarterback no one expected much out of him this season mm-hmm. at one point they were the number uh they were the number one 
almost the number one seed in the, in the, in the um, AFC. And then they lost a couple games and they fell. And I am – my expectations for the Patriots this season was nothing. They exceeded those for me. Now, Patriots fans and the organization doesn't feel that way because they're used to winning Super Bowls, right? But, um, you know, kudos to them. I, I think the way they went out is pretty embarrassing. But, yeah, they made the playoffs. Um, I didn't expect that, so – yeah, and I think I think it's it's something that they'll build upon uh, going into next season. I think that I don't see them regressing. So I do I do think the Patriots will be in the playoffs next year. I just don't. I think we need to now come to grips with the fact that it might be that they get to the playoffs. Maybe they don't win. Maybe they lose close, uh, or they get to the playoffs. They get past first round, and then they kind of hit a wall. And I think that's kind of maybe who this team is right now. Um, what happened with Tom Brady was an anomaly. And uh, I don't think it's so difficult to say, Oh no, they can replicate that. Cause it's not, you can't. Um, so it was just a perfect place, perfect time for Tom Brady and, and also Bill Belichick, not to say that either or is better than the other Bill Belichick's an amazing coach. We know that cause you still have to coach. Um, and then Tom Brady still had to play. And so I think both complemented each other amazingly and that's why you got the success that they had. If it wasn't for – if he would just got some random quarterback, I don't think we would have seen the success. It just happened to be the perfect place, perfect time, perfect people. Right. Um, so, right. yeah, I, I, I think they'll be all right. I just think that maybe this is a team where you're going to see some struggles to get to the point of maybe where they were before. And there may be a, a, a stopgap few seasons where it's like they can't – they can't seem to get past round one round two you know and and then maybe in the next three or four years i could see this team being a different team and maybe even being a competitor uh and you know for for you know easily the afc championship right you gotta wonder you know that that argument of of i can't stand the argument of who's better bill or brady and like i said they they complement each other really well and that's why they had success bill belichick and tom brady and um peanut butter and jelly Right. And the Patriots expectations is, and they've got to lower them a little bit because uh, you're not going to come in with the next quarterback and, and win seven rings. It's not that's not going to happen ever again. I don't think we'll ever see that in any sport ever again. But yeah. All right, Jeff. Well, we jumped to Sunday's games last week. The first game was abysmal. Bucks win 31-15. Nothing to talk about. We we predicted this. It was it was crappy. We knew the Bucks were going to win. It's basically a freebie. The Eagles suck. Yeah, I don't even um, know I put it. I don't even think I put a score on it. So. <laughs> the the next game, Jeff, was the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers, probably the most anticipated Ooh. round one game of the playoffs. Um, uh. Cowboys choke it away. Um, you know, look, the 49ers are a tough six seed. I'm not going to sit here and say they're not right. But this is the Cowboys. They talked about all year how they are Super Bowl bound. This this is their this is their year. Okay, I labeled them as contenders. I was wrong, Jeff. You labeled them as the coin flip Cowboys, and you were right. And I told my buddy Ryan Sims the other day, I do not care if the Cowboys go sixteen and one next year. They are not contenders until they prove it in the playoffs. I am not believing this. This. I, they're contenders, not doing it. They come into this game. They start off slow. They had the worst start that they could have had, except turning over the football, right? 
They mm-hmm. they they kick the ball to 49ers. The 49ers drive it down their throat and score a touchdown. Dak Prescott gets it. They go three and out. They punt the ball away. The 49ers kick a field goal. Next thing you know, Dallas Cowboys are down 10 nothing. It's like, oh, this is the worst start you could have had against this team. They just they did not look good. They did not look good. And there's something there. Something with the head coach. I think McCarthy needs to be fired. We're still going to find out if that's going to happen. Jerry Jones did not sound very happy when he came on the radio the other day. Um, but I, I will leave this to you, Jeff, and um, tell us a little bit what you want to say to those Dallas Cowboys fans out there. Be realistic with your team. That's that's the only thing. I never came into this season thinking the Denver Broncos were going to do anything. You want to know why? Because I didn't expect them to. If you sit there and you expect nothing, you will be surprised. I've seen it with a few teams that I've followed. I've seen it with, you know, I mean, there was a moment where when Tim Tebow was the quarterback of the Broncos, we, I didn't expect anything. I looked at it like, oh, we're not going to, don't, don't expect playoffs. Don't expect anything. We came in there and we knocked off the Steelers in overtime on a, on a Demarius Thomas Walk off home run or home run, walk off touchdown. <laughs> home run. Well, um, yeah. and so yeah, I mean, and I was surprised. Did I think we were doing anything after that? No, no, I knew we weren't. I knew we were going to run into the bus. All that is the New England Patriots. I was like, this is this is a ceiling. That's it. If we got past the New England Patriots, I would go. Okay, I'm not expecting this. If we got to the next round, I'm not expecting this. You know, and. I look at it this way. Sports are weird. At any moment, you could get knocked off at any time. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how many, how many players you have that are on, on, on that are quote unquote, you know, on paper champs on paper. These are pro bowl guys on paper. Like you, you gotta have a little bit of humility and go, you know what? We're going to win the division. Great. We're going to get to the playoffs. Sure. But I'm not going to sit there and go, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. We're going all the way to the NFC Championship game. We're going all the way to compete in a Super Bowl. Like, stop doing that. Be a little realistic and go, you know what? Take it Take it how you always, how always fan, fans want teams to take it, game by game. You hear it after wins sometimes. We're, we're, we're 1-0. And then the next game, we're going to be zero and zero. You know, and take it like players take it. If you take, if a fan takes it like that, then you're not sitting there and going, oh, I said we were going to the NFC Championship game. I said we were going to the Super Bowl. Like, stop, 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 stop. It's that mentality, that cowboy mentality of years. I'm a Yankee fan. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be a fan. It's like, look at all these championships. Look at all this greatness. We need to be going constantly, blah, 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 blah. Brian knows it. He's a Laker fan. Brian knows it. He knows what it's like. But you got to have that sense of humility and go, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes we continue to keep getting in our way. And if we continue to keep getting in our way, I can't expect anything from this team until they show me otherwise. So that's all. 
it, is it a coaching problem? Who knows? Is it a player problem? Who knows? Is it a problem because you got this, th- this sense of I got the star on me, so now we are the triplets. Now we are, you know, the the legends of of you know of your so to speak of you know Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin and Deion Sanders and Troy Aikman. Stop living with that. And I think player, I think the players do it. I think the players look at it and they are on the, they have that star and they think, okay, we gotta, we gotta, we're, we're the next, we're the next duo, right? Dak Prescott and Zeke, we're the next. And you cannot be your own. And when you go in there with that, that diva mentality that, that, oh, we're, you know, we're going to take it to the, to the, to the house. I understand being confident, but that's, you're setting yourself up for, I'm not, I, oh, this team's nothing. 49ers, we're going to go in here and whoop, whoop them. No no question asked. Look at the Denver Broncos. Oh, look, they're, 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 they're horrible. They don't even have a quarterback. You know, like, and then you get beat in your home by a team that doesn't even deserve to even be in there and, and, and really beat you. And that's, I'm talking from a Bronco fan. That's what the Broncos did in their house. Stop doing that. It's just... It gets to a point where it's nauseating, and you wonder why people like Stephen A. Smith laugh because the fan base <laughs> makes him laugh. The fan base sits there and oh. makes that happen. You hate him so bad because he trolls you so much, but stop acting like that, and he will stop trolling. I can't. I can't stand Stephen A. or Skip Bayless, but I'm telling you, it is you have, hilarious. You have people like Skip you Bayless. Think. You have people on freaking, you know, <laughs> YouTube like Mark Holmes. You know these people who like to feed, and even like D Law Nation. That's another one. Like you have these people that feed this mentality of we are going every year. Stop listening to these people. Listen to some people that are realistic. Listen to some people who are going to actually tell you, you know what? This team isn't as good as you think. Well, it's funny. You know, it's funny when it's when Stephen A. Smith, I saw a couple clips of him just laughing so bad. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Look, Jeff, it's you know. Just, it's, when- just, it's just <sighs> ridiculous because I, I understand it, but you got to – Cowboy fans need to come to the realization this team has not been successful for a very long time. It's kind of like the Browns thinking they're going somewhere every year. They haven't been successful enough. Show us something. Say, I mean, have some some sense of like, I'm not going to say anything. Honestly, I'm not going to say anything good about this team until they show me otherwise, until they can get in the playoffs, win a couple of games, and get to an NFC championship game. Let's do that. And then we can have the conversation that maybe, maybe this 26 year of mediocrity is finally over. But until then, I mean, what am I going to say? You know, am I going to sit there and say that, that, uh, you know, oh, the Eagles turned it around because they won one championship game? Well, obviously not. Obviously not. They fired their coach. Like, I mean, and take a look at even the, the Giants in your own division. They won two championships with Eli Manning. Look at them now. You know, and they know, and again, that's what I'm talking about. The cow, the Cowboys in that division has been the least successful in the last 26 years, the least successful. And we laugh at the Eagles and we laugh at the Giants and we make fun. But ultimately, those two teams won three uh, total, three Super Bowls in that span that the Cowboys have done nothing. 
You can't argue. Well, I, you know, I'm not going to, um, I don't want to sit here and talk crap because I, I, my team has to show up and win tonight. I, I'm not talking crap. No, no, just, I know. No, no, no. I'm just saying a little bit of, I'm just saying a little bit of facts here. I'm not, There's I'm always, not. <laughs> I, I don't like the excuses either. That's the only other thing. Cowboy fans, they like to point fingers, point fingers at the refs, point fingers at this, point fingers at the coach, point fingers at the players because I'm going to, I'm going to reiterate something that Michael Irvin said on the show of first take, which again, I watch because I want to know perspective. Michael Irving gives you a different perspective than Stephen A. Smith. So you got to understand that's your guy, your guy saying this, not Stephen A. Smith. He said, players have to play at the end of the day. Players have to play Dak Prescott's QB IQ quarterback IQ in that particular situation. When that clock was going down was off. And what do great quarterbacks do? They decide, you know what? This play won't work in this situation. I'm going to change this play because I'm seeing something different. If Dak had changed that play up and did something a little different, maybe maybe the outcome would have been different. We don't know. They had multiple opportunities. But again, in the end, players have to play. Mental mistakes, that's on players still. As much as it's coaching, it's also on players. You're on the field. You gotta have some responsibility to that. It cannot be always coach, 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 owner, refs. Eventually it's gotta be Zeke, Dak, the O-line, defense, Gregory hugging people. It's gotta be eventually you gotta start giving some blame to the players. Brian does it. He sits there and says that the last year they they uh lost in the playoffs because Aaron Rodgers screwed up. That's on the player. I mean, I mean, that's all I got to say about it. It's just I see, I hear a lot of crazy talk, people throwing water bottles at referees. That was completely uncalled for. It was not. There were so many more elements to that than just the refs, and you cannot continuously just blame everyone and not come to finally come to grips and say, you know what, Dak, you didn't do it right. You know what, Zeke, you haven't been great. Whether you were injured or not is besides the point. Pollard wasn't injured, and he still didn't do anything. The O-line had problems. There were tons of penalties, and there were penalties on defense. There's so many more elements to that. Eventually, you got to start blaming some players. I didn't mean like when I said talking crap. I didn't mean you were talking crap. I just mean I didn't want to come on. I didn't want to get on and, and throw more on them because my team has to show up and beat the 49ers tonight. But I will tell you this, Jeff. You're exactly right with that that game by game mentality. I, I, and I've known. I I you know my team's made four NFC Championship games and we've choked them. We've lost. Right. <clears throat> Last year, I told myself after we had the number one scoring offense in the league, I said. This is our year. This is it. We're going. I feel so much confidence in this team. What do we do? We choked it away against Tampa Bay. I came in with little expectation this season. You know, always having Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have a good chance. But I said, I'm lowering my expectations. And every time I'm like, oh, man, we could do it. I'm, I'm one game at a time. One game at a time. We just, we've seen upsets this playoffs. We've seen the Patriots get dismantled. We've seen the Cowboys choke it away. We and, and it is one game at a time, and that's the right mentality to have. Um, 
And that that's that's what I when the Broncos went to Super Bowl to I I got overconfident when they went and played against Seahawks. I was like, man, there's nothing. We're we're gonna this is this is easy. Come on. And we got murdered. Murdered. And I that was a moment where I was like, you know what, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. So when Super Bowl fifty came around, I was like, <laughs> my dad called me the first round. And he was like, So what are the Broncos gonna do? I'm like, I don't know, Dan. I don't know. I don't know. We 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 got to go through the Patriots. That's always. I don't know. You know. I know we're playing at home, which is good. Um, you know, Broncos fought hard to get that. Um, I didn't. I I wouldn't have trust us playing at Foxborough. Um, but uh, you know, it's just like I I'm taking it game by game, game by game. Like we get to this first part, we win, great. Let's move on. Let's get to the next opponent. Let's just continue this role. When we played the Patriots, I was like, this is it. This is the make or break moment right here. Who are we? And we we beat them. We beat them. We absolutely dismantled the Patriots. Tom Brady struggled the whole game. And I was like, okay. And then going into that Super Bowl, it was constant Cam Newton. Cam Newton's going to take him down. Cam Newton, everyone picked him. Cam Newton, oh, he's going to take him. He, he's, he's Superman. Like, okay. There's Cam no Chris tonight. It's like, okay. <clears throat> and so then when we went in that game, my dad said, what do you, you know, he goes, you're probably, he goes, Broncos probably going to lose, right? I'm like, that's what they say. We'll see. I'm not going to sit here and say that we're not going to lose because uh, we've seen them do it. I'm not going to sit here and say that we're going to win because I haven't seen them do it. So, like, I I have no – I'm going to watch it. I'm going to analyze it. Whatever the outcome is, win or lose, it's going to suck if we lose. But if we win, I wasn't expecting it. That's That's how I got to go through it. You know, it's just it's uh, it's a it's it sucks because you you want to be excited. The excitement comes when you win. That's when the excitement comes. That's when you go. Everyone doubted us. Everyone sat there and just said we weren't going to do this. And that's exactly when the Broncos won. That's when I, that's exactly what I said. I said everyone doubted us. Everyone put us down. Everyone talked about Cam Newton. Everyone can just take it and put it where the sun doesn't shine. Because no one called us. No one said that we were going to take this game. So that's when. If I ever want to hear any more talk from the Cowboy fans, that's when I want to hear it. I want to hear it when you win. I want to hear it when you go to a Super Bowl win. Then I hear hear it. Then I want to hear it. Because that's when I want to. That's when I'll listen to it and I'll go, you're right. You're right. They they were the best team. Yeah, Jeff. And, um. One thing that that Mike Levin said too the other day was that you've got to have stars playing like stars. They had role players out here trying to be stars. CD Lamb looked bad. Amari Cooper looked bad. That they had no rushing attack in this game. Zeke was out. Zeke they came out right after the game and said he had a torn MCL. Tommy Pollard sucked. Dak Prescott looked off. This was this this was the the second half cowboys that we've seen that that oh they dominated dominated they 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 they, they almost beat tampa bay oh my gosh this team could go to the super bowl it's like yeah. what let's just chill out here dallas cowboy fans there's there's uh there's a lot coming this off season we don't know if head coach mccarthy's going to be gone yeah. there's rumor that dan quinn's already denver broncos head coach will you keep kellen moore how mad is jerry jones um 
there's a lot of a lot of questions about who you're going to keep and all this good stuff coming up. And and but it's, it's going to be an interesting time offseason for Cowboy fans. This is this is this one hurt them. I know it did, but you've got to have some kind of expectation and hold them in check. Hold the expectations in check. Get through the season. You've got to have. You know, I talk about it all the time. It's you've got to have the right expectations. You got to. Yeah know your expectations and like like they even can't the, be too high yeah like, like they even, always are for cowboys fans even this year my dad was like yeah well you know you know the broncos aren't going to go anywhere i'm like i'm not expecting them to yeah like i mean yeah. let's be honest dad I, I, i'm not gonna sit there if the and the broncos at one point were on a roll and i'm like huh i don't know like i don't know you know like they were like oh they have an opportunity you know if they win x number of games and then okay you know, like, yeah, if we make the playoffs, I, whatever, like, great. I don't I don't expect anything, but great, you right. know. And so it's just, I get it. It's exciting, but get through the season. It's just football. There's a lot of weird stuff, you know. A lot of weird stuff happened this year. You know, Patrick Mahomes haven't looked like Patrick Mahomes. Who predicted that? Nobody, right? Patriots Look, got dismantled by the by the Bills in a, on against a team that at one point in the season they threw three three passes against and beat them. You, you gotta understand, it's a weird game, it's a weird sport, it's so different when it comes to playoffs because it's one and done. This isn't the NFL, this isn't basketball where it's like, you know, eh, we can MLB. lose, who cares? You know, we'll have we got more games to play, like you know, and so it's just it, take it game by game. And well, you'll hear, uh, great, Cowboy fans, listen here, okay? If Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay next year or when he leaves, whatever, you'll hear what managing your expectations will look like because I guarantee you next year my expectations will go from here, Jeff, from here, to nothing, not even on the board without Aaron Rodgers. So, I'll teach you how to manage those expectations. <laughs> um, all right, Jeff. All right. We'll jump in the next two games. The the last game was the uh, the last game Sunday night was the Chiefs Steelers. Pathetic game. Not even the Steelers shouldn't didn't even shouldn't have even been allowed in the playoffs. Then you have the Rams at Cardinals, Jeff. <clears throat> Monday night football, and this was a game that I thought was going to be closer. I expected the Rams to win. And actually, Jeff, real quick. You chose the 49ers to win. I chose the Cowboys to win. You were right. I was wrong on that last one. We both chose the Chiefs to win. We were right. And we both chose the Rams to win. We were right. The Cardinals were pathetic. Pathetic. (laughs) You put up 11 points. Kyle Murray had like 130 yards passing. Pathetic. What was that? That, You didn't even show up. I this game, I was like, man, okay, the car. I could see the Cardinals winning if they showed up. I could see um, how they might win. This is going to be a close game, in my opinion. They're division rivals, and the Cardinals didn't even show up. Thirty-four to eleven, you lose by twenty-three points. This, Jeff, I don't know about you. We talked about the Browns being the biggest disappointment in the, in the NFL this year with the expectations that we had set for them. But the Cardinals to start off 7-0, and be like the only undefeated team, 
to to go out this way and and fall off the second half of the season and fall out of first place and and lose your fall out of winning your division to losing in, in the first round is as has got to be a big disappointing blow for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I, I don't know if I think this is a lot of a lot to do with the fact that maybe they people are figuring out Kyle Murray, um, you know, and, and and understanding like his antics and and little things that he does that kind of gives away his, you know, and I and that just I think some of that is just I think they can fix that um, over the off season. I think um, if they continue to build off of the success of of Kyle Murray, I think he's a great quarterback. I don't think that he's horrible. I just think they need to come up with a better scheme for him. Um, this team wasn't bad. It's just I think it got to a point where maybe he relied on somebody a little too much, and that person was taken away, and they weren't the same since. Um, so it kind of maybe limited the, the the playbook a little bit, limited the weapons weapons that they have. I would actually be su- not surprised if they are uh, very aggressive in free agency this year. Um, trying to grab a couple of weapons to put in there, uh, bolster up that offense. I think the defense is is decent. I, I mean, maybe they'll maybe they'll you know have some a couple of people from the draft in there or whatever. But because I think the defense and the draft class and defense wise might be deep. Um, but uh, yeah, something was wrong. I think that scheme wise they were found out and they didn't change it. Um. And so we kind of saw a lot of struggling going on and then obviously relying on somebody. It's no different than a team relying on the number one running back and the running back gets hurt. Then that team's in trouble um, usually uh, for the most part. So I think, yeah, I think maybe Kyle Murray was relying on, on his number one wide receiver and number one wide receiver gets injured. You got they a lot of problems. Lost, they, they also yeah, had they a lot of injuries. Them. They had a lot of injuries in that Cowboy game. Um, I don't know what was going on, but it seemed like there was some not cowboy game. Uh, well, maybe it was a cowboy game, but uh, they it seemed like there was some injury, some uh, quite a bit of injuries that happened on that team t- down the stretch that also affected them too. But uh, I could see them being huge players in the free agent market uh, to to bolster up that team because I don't think they're horrible. Well, I think they uh, they I think they exceeded my expectations this year. I didn't have yeah. many much in expectations this season for them. You know, we, we we me and you predicted the Rams to win that division, and they did. Um, you know, the biggest thing is too is one. Me and Ryan talked about it a couple weeks ago. We both think Kyle Murray's a little overrated. We don't think he's as good as a lot of people think he is. Now he's decent. I'm not saying he's bad. I, I just don't know um, if he's that great. But Cliff Kingsbury, Jeff, even going to his college days, they always start off on fire, start off with a good record, and then the second half they fall apart. And we've seen it here yet again. And, you know, has he done enough to keep his job? He was Look, last season he was going off of, uh, you know, he was on the hot seat going into this next year. What he's done this season will probably, you know, be enough to not lose his job, but they've got to see progression from here. I think Nick, I think yes. if they come out next year and they don't make the playoffs and, and they, and they struggle, I think Cliff Kingsbury will be gone. Um, yeah. We want to see that progression from here. You want to see him win the division maybe and, and, and get a higher seed and win the first, the first round playoff game. But I think this is a good measuring stick year for them to see 
what they can do. And if they don't fall apart at the second half, we, who knows? They might be yeah. the number one seed, you know? So, um, well, all right, Jeff, those are the last week's games this week. Uh, this weekend, Jeff, let's jump into the headline of the week here or um, the divisional round games. All right. Oh, man, Jeff. These four freaking games could be the best four games you'll watch all season long. And that's what this is exactly what the NFL wants, Jeff. <laughs> Fantastic games. Um, first of all, today on Saturday, we have starting out 3.30, the Bengals and the Titans. Now, this threw off – this threw off um, – my board with the Bills winning. So instead of the Bengals going to face the Chiefs, they jump over and face the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry's back, full strength. They're saying he's he looks better as you know he's more healthier now than he would uh, would have if he played a whole season and coming into this game. The Tennessee Titans have played really well this season without Derrick Henry. That's really impressed me. Without their number one player, they've they've got the job done have they been blowing out teams no you know um they did some but have they been impre- that impressive you know blowing out here blowing out there no but they're getting the job done winning games the Bengals. joe burrow's been the, la- the most impressive quarterback the last month of the year throwing back-to-back 400 yard games mm-hmm. he came out last week and led the Bengals to the first playoff game in 31 years this one's tough. Yeah. These these last four games really, Jeff, are, are kind of a coin flip. Um, except one, but anyways, uh, well, hopefully. Anyways, um I wanna go with the Bengals here. I wanna jump on Joe Burrow. I wanna yeah, let's jump Burrow. But I got Tennessee winning this one, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think overall, Derrick Henry back, he's gonna ground and pound, he's gonna they're gonna control the clock. It's going to open up Tannehill's passing game. They have their wide receivers are healthy. The defense of Tennessee has been really well and really good this year. I think they're going to put pressure on Joe Burrow. I think he's going to turn the ball over a couple times, which he's known to turn over the ball. I think he led the league in interceptions um, or was really high this year on that. I have Tennessee winning this game. I think it's going to be a 34-31 battle. But I think the, the head coaching experience of Rabel gets the job done in Tennessee today. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Tennessee. Um, there's, a, there's, say, a, there's, a, there's a thing. Here's the deal. We already know what playoff football is. Playoff football is very ground and pound. Very ground and pound. Now, Tennessee hasn't had their guy for a while. They're about to get him. And we know what he is. We know exactly what he is. He's a train. He's a ground and pound they're going to control that clock. They're going to keep Burrow off the field as much as possible. This, I think, personally, I don't think is going to be nearly as high as scoring as Brian thinks. I think this is going to be low. I think that 
it's really about clock management, getting him on the ground. I think that uh, Derrick Henry's going to have a game of games. This is going to be his, I'm in the playoffs, I'm going to show you what I'm about game. This will obviously set up the pass game. I don't think it will be as prevalent, but I think it will set it up. And so you will get some big plays, some junk plays, uh, chunk, chunk yard plays that are out of nowhere because people, you know, people are going to be focusing on the run, obviously. If you control the clock, you keep Joe Burrow off the field. If you keep Joe Burrow off the field, the Tennessee Titans win this game. I do think they win it, and I think putting, I'm going to put a porch differential on this one. I do think they'll win this game by, uh, I would say, field goal, honestly. I think this is going to be close. I think Brian also had it as at a field goal uh, differential. But I think this is going to be low because this is going to be all about driving that clock, driving that clock down, getting Joe Burrow off the field, those really long drives, that kind of thing. This is this is going to be one of those kind of games where I think it may be a little boring, but I think it's exciting because this is going to be – you're going to see a lot of running. So it's going to be fun. All right, well, we both agree with that one, and I'll – these games, Jeff, I, I don't know the last time I was this excited about every playoff matchup. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. this is some good football. Tonight, Jeff, whew, tonight, Jeff, we got the Green Bay Packers at home, Lambeau Field, frozen tundra, two degrees with a wind chill factor in the negatives, playing Jimmy Garoppolo, sunshine boy out in California. <laughs> They're nitty and gritty, these this 49er team, Jeff. I tell you that. They run the ball well. The, the, the thing the Packers have struggled with the most is stopping the run. Um, the Packers, last time we played them, or, or the last time we played them in the playoffs, we ended up losing. Okay. Our run defense was atrocious. Our run mm-hmm. defense is better. Our defense is better than it was last time we played them. Um, and our offense seems to be on a roll. We're getting guys back. Zadarius Smith, our best pass rusher, will play tonight. Um, David Bakhtiari will play tonight. Best left tackle in the NFL. We got him back last week. We haven't had him all year. You look at J.R. Alexander, still questionable. I don't know if he goes, but our secondary has been really good this season. I got, I got the Packers winning this game, Jeff. I think we are able to force Jimmy Garoppolo to make some mistakes. I think our offense is going to um, – we're going to shred the secondary. That's the defense defensive weakness of the 49ers. They have a lot of penalties and pass interference, which the Cowboys didn't take advantage of. Um, Aaron Rodgers will be able to exploit the secondary. Okay, I think the Packers win by 10 points, 30 to 20 tonight. Packers get the job done. And move on again to the NFC Championship game. I think that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will be the difference. <laughs> uh, no, um, I honestly, I think the Packers will win this. Uh, they're at home. Lambo's a tough place to play. Uh, they have their fans. You know, obviously, it's going to be a hometown kind of game. They're not going to be this mix and match like like it was the Cowboy game. I, I swear, I heard more 49ers screaming at Cowboy at the Cowboy game. 
Um, it just seemed weird to me, but uh, I, I definitely do see uh, the Packers having a great home field advantage. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is is going to put up some some definite some some major points. Uh, I do think the defense for the, for the Packers are decent. I think that, but if it's a slugfest, I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Garoppolo any day. Um, I think this might be a high scoring game, um, and I think that. Jimmy G is going to be the difference as to why the 49ers lose. I think that he makes mistakes. I think that he will try to force something. And if he tries to force something, then that never really seems to work out. Uh, so, I mean, we saw it in the Cowboy game. Uh, there was an easy moment where he could have easily just threw the ball out and he forced something and they intercepted the ball and gave more life to the Cowboys. So, it, you know, I will say, Green Bay wins this by seven, um, and I could even see it be be more. I could see them winning by ten, um, but I do think this is going to be a slugfest uh, match. So uh, prepare for a fun game. A lot of the people really like high scoring offensive games, and I think this might be one of those high scoring offensive games. But I think Jimmy G is the reason that the Forty ers lose this game. Your mic's off. <laughs> I agree with you there, Jeff. Um, it'll be a fun game, definitely. I, I invited my buddy, Manuel Delgado, who is a 49ers fan, to come over. And um, we'll watch the game together. In the last couple times it's happened, the Packers have not won. So I told him if it, if they if they lose tonight, he's never coming over again <laughs> to watch the game. So. Yeah, and it's tonight. It's gonna be. It's, oh, it's so weird because I was. I would think this would be a prime. I mean, it's Sunday night, but still, I was our Saturday night. But I'm like, gosh, I thought this was gonna be like Sunday night, or but I. But it's kind of cool because actually, I think a lot of people can watch the game. Yes, I'll be able to stay up and watch it. Uh, if it was on Sunday night, I would stay up and watch it regardless. Well, yeah. But, but... All right, Jeff. Well, tomorrow we have at two p.m. We have the Rams and the Buccaneers, Jeff. Mm. And I have gone back and forth on this game multiple times. They're playing in Tampa. Whew. Jeff, why don't you start us off? I've started us off the last 12, two times. You start us off here. I want to know who you got one in this game and why. Hmm. I have the L.A. Rams winning this game. I have the L.A. Rams winning this game, not because I don't like Tom Brady, not because I'm like, I'm sick of it. Um it's because I think that the Rams have the defensive weapons to, to get to Tom Brady. Tom Brady has a hard time under pressure. He has an extremely hard time trying to scramble and get out of it, whatever he folds. Um, I have seen this time and time again, when the Patriots would play the Broncos as Von Miller and the Broncos defense became more and more and more prevalent in terms of pass rush. Tom Brady would have a very hard time. Von Miller has sacked him so many times. Tom Brady and Von Miller had don't have a great relationship, uh, you know. And you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna release you're gonna release Miller uh, on Tom Brady, and he usually does very well. Um, he he knows how to get into his head and 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 mess around with with uh, Tom Brady, and I and he's gonna explain that to this defense. He's gonna explain how you can get to Tom Brady. Von Miller knows how to play against him. He's done it enough times. Um, and it's had some success. So I think that the Rams defense will play a role. I think this might actually be not a high scoring game, but not like, you know, 10 to 
14. I think this is going to be more in the 20s uh, uh, point differential or in a point, uh, not differential, but point spread. I think you're going to you're going to see, you know, some touch, a couple touchdowns, a couple field goals. I think you're not you're not going to see anything high scoring because I just don't think that uh, the defense for either side is going to allow that. Um, So I think Rams win by three. And it comes really late. Uh, it comes with maybe a strip sack, um, and then and then the Rams kind of eat some clock, go down, kick a field goal, win this game. I can see that. I can see Von Miller strip sacking. Uh, I could see even uh, Donald strip sacking. But I can see something happening towards the end of that game that really changes it. Um, but I I think this is going to be kind of a slugfest defensively wise. And then whoever, whichever defense makes that stop at the end is going to win this game. And I, I think, I think it's the Rams. Well, Jeff, you really surprised me there. I thought you were going to go with the Bucks. Um, I also have the Rams winning this football game. I have the Rams taking out the Bucks and Tom Brady. Um, look, it's trust me, it's hard for me to go against Tom Brady in the playoffs. It doesn't. <laughs> you, you really end probably end up on the wrong side of it, but. You got to take into account a couple things here. The offensive line for the for the Bucks got hurt last week. Okay, um, the Rams' defensive front in in is a beast. Their defensive front will get to the Tom Brady. Tom Brady is also missing some wide receivers this game. They're injured. They're hurt. They're beat up. They don't have Antonio Brown no more. Um, he does have Gronk. You got to find a way to stop him. But Von Miller, like Jeff said, is still kicking, still getting to quarterbacks. Darnold, you got Ramsey back there in the back end. <clears throat> I think the Rams offense has kind of come to life the last couple of weeks at the end of the season. They're having Odell Beckham throwing, throwing passes downfield. He's been a big weapon for them. I think the Rams do enough. I got the Rams winning this game 24-21. Close game. Last second field goal. Um, Tom Brady probably gets a chance to, to come down the field and win, but I think strip sack, interception, something like that. It's going to be a defensive slugfest. Neither one of these teams allow the other teams to rush very well. It's going to be all on the quarterback. Can Matthew Stafford – look, Jeff, I've already said this during the playoffs or before the playoffs started. Matthew Stafford will will lose a game because of his interceptions. Is it going to be this week? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It might – probably could. But I just think with the offensive line injuries – and the ability on defense to get to Tom Brady, and we all know that's how you beat him. Now, can you get to him? I got the Rams winning this one close. So yeah, yeah, and that's and it, and this could go either way. But I just I think the Rams are poised. I think they have too many too many pass rushers, which is the kryptonite to Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady, if you go man to man and you just let you know let him take time, he'll pick you apart in five seconds. If you rush him. He doesn't. Once he starts breaking away from that pocket, it's he's he's origami. Um, like it's just you're <laughs> not you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do it. You, you're, you're, he's not going to get it done that way. And so he's not. And he's not that kind of quarterback either. Um, you know. So it's just you know. I think they have too many weapons to allow to to rush him and get him off. And once you get him Tom Brady off, you'll know, you'll know right away. And once Tom Brady starts, if he gets sacked a couple times, it'll be a long game. It'll be a long, long, long game for Tom Brady. 
All right, Jeff. Well, we got one more game Sunday night, 5.30. Bills versus the Chiefs. This one. This one's going to be a slugfest. And I'm talking about a, an offensive slugfest. 40 points. Like, you know, it, this game is set up to be a high-scoring game for both teams. The defense is good for the Bills, and they've actually had the number one defense um, going into the playoffs. The Chiefs' defense has been a lot better since they first started it out. The Bills surprised us last week, me and Jeff, dominating the Patriots. I think, I think, you know, if they beat the Patriots, okay, wasn't really a surprise. They dominated the Patriots and beat them by 30. Mm-hmm. Um. I have the Bills redeeming their loss last year. They lost the Chiefs to the playoffs. I think the Bills come in and get it done. I think Josh Allen is determined to to win this game, especially and take a to the next level. Patrick Mahomes, look this this team has been a little off this year. They they went on an eight game winning streak and then they lost again, and they've been up and down. I think the Bills exploit that. I think the Bills, Singletary played really well last week against the Patriots, who usually don't allow someone's, someone to rush us that good. Josh Allen gets the job done this week, Jeff. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I have the I have the Bills winning 38-34 to 34 in the tough stadium, but this is, might be where we see Josh Allen take his next step, Jeff. I want to say I agree. I I think that it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think that I have this feeling that Mahomes may pull something off at the end, or this de- or the defense may pull something off at the end. Um, I, I think Kansas City wins this, but I think they win it close, like you like you have the you know the score in uh, point differential. I will say about three points seems like that's a normal thing for the Chiefs this year. They win close games a lot. Um, they typically are always in close games. And when you have a close game with Patrick Mahomes, I think it's going to be a struggle. Um, I would be very happy for the Bills to take them out. Uh, trust me. But I will say I think that the Chiefs will do something to win this game. Next week, totally different story. Uh, and I and that, that that's, that's if the Chiefs win. Uh, so I think right now, I gotta take I take the Chiefs, but close, and I don't trust it. I, I just I, I know I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I know I may regret that pick, but I guess <laughs> I will say this much: I I think this round they move on. They move on. Yes. Well, all right, guys, that is our predictions for this weekend, the playoffs, and um, hopefully your brackets aren't ruined. Our brackets have ruined week one. Um, my. My championship team, my championship that I that I that I suggested was Green Bay versus Tennessee. So that that could still happen. Um, we will see though. Let us know, guys, if you think we're completely wrong. Let us know if you think uh, anything different than we have here, and you probably do, because that's how football goes. Um, coin flip away, and <laughs> a lot of these games that we just talked about are coin flips. Um, I, I would like to think the Packers and, and, and 49ers aren't, but the 49ers are a tough team and I, and I'm going to give, give them re excuse me, give them respect. But, um, 
I think Packers win, and I'm excited for tonight. I'm a little, I'm a, you know, you get a little anxious, <laughs> but I'm excited. <clears throat> um, I, I have one more thing. I just want to bring this. I don't. We didn't have this on the thing, but I want to bring this up because it's it's interesting. Um, so there's like a there's the ownership stuff going on with the Broncos right now. It's kind of kind of insane. Uh, we're hearing a lot of crazy stories and a lot of people's names being thrown around. Uh, but I think we talked about it last week. But there's some some, some updates on it. Um, you know, and so. There's a particular guy who's I think he's a, a, a actually resident here. He's uh, like a, I think he's his net worth is like six point seven billion dollars. Um, and so, <laughs> and so he uh, it was it's actually kind of interesting because he's he's African American guy, which is kind of interesting because there's never I didn't know that, but there's never actually been uh, an African American owner in the NFL. Uh, it's been 101 years history in the NFL. And there's it's never happened, uh, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, um, I didn't know that either. I didn't either. And so his estimated net worth is 6.7 billion. The Broncos are, according to Forbes, uh, you know, uh, and according to Forbes, this person he's he's the richest African American person in, in the United States um, at 59. Uh, but the Broncos on s- sale could fetch a record of four billion dollars. So this is going to be a one of the richest team sales in U.S. sports history. It's 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 a massive deal, and I'm going to quote this. And cor- according to Woody Page, who who is a writer, a sports writer for the Denver Gazette, uh, according to him, um, he's saying, "quote There are six groups seeking the Broncos, including two with Super Bowl winning quarterback Peyton Manning. One group, John Elway. Another group, Brittany Bolin is also one of p- the people in a group, uh, and she is the daughter." Uh, one of the daughters of the late Broncos owner, Pat Bolin, which is very interesting. Brittany Bolin's been talked about for many, many years of owning this team. Uh, and she's, tr- I think she's going to be a part of a group, which is kind of interesting because technically that would actually work. She couldn't single-handedly own it, but she could own it as part of a group. Um, and these are all reportedly readying a bid to purchase this team. This is, is going to be pretty crazy. Um, you have, it says in, you know, outside of Bezos, uh, this guy that is being talked about, which I think his name is Robert F. Smith. Um, they're, they're saying that Smith is likely to have more cash on hand than Ilway Manning. And also there's a name being brought around is Jay-Z. Jay-Z is involved with sports all the time. I think he's involved with, with, uh, uh, a lot of baseball players, uh, Robinson Cano, for example, he was a part of that and lured him outside of New York. Um, I think he's a part of LeBron James. Maybe, I don't know if LeBron James no. is tied to him or not, um, as an agent, but he is, he's dabbled in sport agency in, a, in, in the past. And so, uh, he has, he has, requ- you know, has thought about owning a team at some point. So it says with all that being said, Smith, who is this? This uh, Stephen or uh, the guy that, was, uh, that we were talking about just a second ago, Robert F. Smith? He has more express. Uh, he has more money than all of these people, and so he would need to spend at least one point two billion of of if the team goes on sale for four billion dollars. Since the NFL requires a principal ownership to put up at least thirty percent of the purchase price in cash. 
<laughs> no, straight cash, homie. Straight up cash. No, no assets or anything. We're talking about one point two billion dollars in a suitcase. Um, <laughs> couple suitcases. Okay. <laughs> so Smith, uh, you know, he's he's an entrepreneur. He has a couple of businesses here. I think one of them is an uh, a equity firm. Uh, and everything else. So it's it's actually kind of interesting. I the one thing that really surprises me is the fact that Brittany Boland is part of this. Um, a lot of locals really want Brittany Boland to be a part of the Broncos ownership. And uh, my question is: is if Brittany Boland is involved in some way, shape, or form, is Brittany Boland part of a group that consists of Peyton Manning? Is Brittany Boland part of a group that consists of John Elway? Um, and if this uh, Robert F. Smith is involved. Is Robert F. Smith going in on his own, or is he going to be a part of one of these groups? And that's the big question. If Robert Smith is part of one of these groups, whoever has him, they have a huge, huge advantage of taking ownership of this team. Uh, because whoever is involved, whether it's Peyton Manning, John Elway, or Brittany Bowen, even if she has her own group, somebody is going to be in there to, with the big money pockets to get this done. But because it's not going to be Brittany Bullen and it's not going to be John Elway on their own. And it's not going to be Peyton Manning on his own. They don't have that kind of money. So the question is who is going to be flipping the bill on this? And if he's involved with one of these groups, that's a massive advantage because this guy has the money. Peyton Manning may have some of it, but he doesn't have all of it. He doesn't have 1.2 billion. John Elway doesn't have 1.2 billion, and Brittany Bowen doesn't have 1.2 billion. So this is going to be very cool to see who owns this team. I am glad that I'm seeing names that actually mean something. I'm not. I, I know I'm not hearing. I, you hear you hear names of Jeff Bezos. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's true. Um, I, you hear Jay Z. I don't think that's true either. I don't think Jay Z would care about the market in the in Colorado area. I think that he's more of like. Let's go to L.A. Let's go to New York. You know, let's high profile markets. I don't think that, you know, I would even say, I mean, even though he wouldn't own the Cowboys, I would even say maybe even Dallas. Uh, but um, so the fact that I'm hearing Robert F. Smith, who is a, a Denver native, which is awesome. You know, yeah. he's going to do well with the team. Um, Peyton Manning, which, you know, he's also moved to Denver. Denver is like his home now, um, as much as it pains Indianapolis fans. Um. And then you hear John Elway. You know he's good. And Brittany Boland. Brittany Boland was the, was the daughter of the owner. She was supposed to be in line to own the team. So that's another good step. This is heading in the direction that I'm hoping. And I'm hoping that either Robert F. Smith is part of one of these groups or he's involved and in leading one of these groups. And if that's, if that's the case, the Broncos are headed in a good direction ownership-wise. And I think, I really do think, by the time we figure out the, the coaching situation, which we're, I'm assuming we're going to probably hear something in the next week or so, we're going to hear the about the ownership really quickly after that. And about a week or two after that, I think they'll start bidding processes and we'll start actually hearing who's part of these groups. Um, and whoever this dude's a part of, they're probably going to own the team, <laughs> honestly. Uh, that's a lot of money to be thrown around. That's it's the it's the richest ownership acquisition in sports history at four billion dollar estimation. It's a massive deal. This is huge, huge, huge news for for the city of uh, Denver and and this and the, the team of the Broncos. Uh, it shows their value, um, and and I can't imagine uh, what an ownership of another team would be. 
that has a higher value. I couldn't imagine what the Cowboys would be worth um, as a t- as somebody trying to own a team. Uh, even the Packers. I mean, if you think the Packers could, if the Packers ever went went like I'm, we're, we're gonna have a single owner. I couldn't imagine how much money they would go for it. That's a massive market. Um, and this and NFL is a huge, huge organization, a multi-billion dollar uh, organization. And these teams are, you know, it's a it, it's going to just print money. These teams print money. You got these ticket sales and these TV deals and all these things. So the the, the least, exciting was it last? I think it was last year or the year before. I think it was last year. The team that made the made the least amount of money were the Oakland Raiders. <clears throat> or the yeah, they were still in Oakland. Um, and they still brought they still profited thirty million dollars. <laughs> so yes, the NFL prints money. They know they print money. They own sports. And they want more general. money. They want sports booking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want more money. When you look at this 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 year, Jeff, over the top rated one hundred television shows on TV, ninety one of them are all football games. 91. <laughs> so they know we watch. They know we can't do without football and they make a lot of money. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, man, this is a juggernaut. And, uh, I, I, it's just, it, it makes me feel good that the organization is, is, is at a value of that. And, and, uh, as a fan, you want your team to be, to have value. And, and, uh, it shows that. Uh, I think it shows clearly. I mean, $4 billion is no joke. Um, it's a lot of money, and uh, the fact that they are they sold for that is are are potentially selling for that in terms of actual market value is pretty insane. Um, and so it's exciting. I'm I'm uh, I'm very curious to see the ownership. It's it's exciting because we're actually actually getting a new ownership for an actual football team. Like this doesn't happen as often. It's kind of rare. Typically, people exchange them within family. Uh, like Jerry Jones, he's going to probably give it, pass it down to his son. Um, you know, Tony Khan, I, or not Tony Khan, but uh, the Khan family in, in Jacksonville, more than likely Tony Khan's going to be, you know, uh, ownership when his father uh, either passes away or, you know, is, is not capable of running the team anymore. And so it's just, uh, you don't see it often. And it's, it's kind of interesting, especially a long running family owning a team. Uh, the Boland family has been at the ownership of this team since the eighties. Um, so it's a very long time uh, that they've been in control and it's, um, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's I'm, I'm just excited to see what, who the owner is and the changes that they may make. So. All right, Jeff, well, that's going to wrap up this episode. We're going to ask the important question. <laughs> What's in your locker? Oh man. Okay. Uh, work, 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 work. Uh, my last day of my old job is Monday. Uh, my new job starts Tuesday. Um, I'm going through like a training process. I think I found that out today. Um, so my hours actually are a little different, uh, drastically different. Um, so like I, I would be going in at nine, uh, compared to waking up at five, um, and going in at six. So, um, and then I think I get off at six. So, uh, it's a different, different thing to get used to, but it's a training thing. And, and so it's, I think, uh, it's only for about a week or so. And, and typically training is usually about a week or so. And then, uh, then I would start, uh, going in at a, at a I think a more regular, you know, normal hour, or maybe even a hours 
that uh, maybe I see that work better for my schedule. Um, other than that, watching the playoffs games, getting excited. I probably will pay attention a lot to the Green Bay game today. I want to see what they do. Um, I want to see if the Packers can get. And plus, I'm also watching, you know, Green Bay because I want to see, uh, you know, see Rodgers, uh, see potential a potential player uh, for the Broncos uh, at some point, maybe. So uh, I want to see how he handles pressure, how he handles all this stuff and, and see how they do it. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm watching a few. That's the, really the one game I want to watch. Obviously the other one would be Tennessee. Uh, I want to see uh, how Tennessee t- uh, handles uh, the Bengals. Um, the ch- you know, I'll, I will kind of maybe glance in at the chief game. Uh, I may not watch that fully. But um, it's it's exciting to watch some of the, the – there's a lot of good football uh, going on. I don't think there's a whole lot of just nothing or crap. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, these are exciting games, exciting teams. Um, so that's one thing. And then I've been playing some MLB The Show, trying to do Road to the Show. Um, I'm actually slowly picking away at the platinum on that game. I don't know why. Uh, but, uh, but you, it, a lot of it's actually kind of easy. Um, you know, win a home run derby, go to the world series and wrote in, uh, uh, March, October, um, you know, get called up in the majors for road to the show. That's a little harder, I think, but, uh, it takes a little time. But, um, other than that, yeah, I've just been chilling out. Um, works my, my former job's been pretty cool. Uh, I think they, they, they liked the, that I gave them the two week transition. I think that really helps them out. Uh, I think they're going to do some kind of pizza thing on, on Monday to kind of send me off and I'll probably get the half day off at that point. So they'll, they'll at lunchtime, they'll probably say you can go home if you want. Um, and then, yeah, so I'm ready to, I'm ready to start this process with this other place. I think what's really interesting is that they seem very excited um, based on the emails I'm getting and um, based on the fact that a company as big as them are allowing me, even after training, to kind of mold my schedule to what works for me, which is kind of insane. Um, you don't really get that. So um, especially in a corporate thing, it's usually that you're in, you're in this time, you're out this time. Um, so that's cool. Um that's kind of it. We're just been chilling out, watching shows. Um, we've been just relaxing. Uh, we may run a couple errands today. I think I got to take something back to a store. But um, other than that, just having a chill weekend before before I start this new chapter. And I think what's exciting is that when it starts, it's it's going to pave the way for other opportunities, in, in, you know, in my career. So it's a huge, huge career step that uh, ultimately is, has all benefits and very few um, negatives. So that's my locker. What's in your locker? Probably. All right, man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, just a chill weekend this week um, of watching chill weekend of watching football. I'm excited about that. I got a buddy coming over, like I said earlier, um, which just work, man. We, uh, Got our W twos in, so we got uh, obviously the tax tax time is a great time when you're getting money back from the government. So we'll see how much we got. We're we're planning on a vacation in June. We we're planning to go uh, just me and the wife and our friend Amber and her son going to um, Disney Laurel, Disney World in Florida, Harry Potter World, and, and to the beach down there. So we're just kind of working that out and getting a little excited about that. So 
Um, speaking of watching television shows, I'm watching. I've already caught up all on on um, Yellowstone. I'm watching the Ye- the Yellowstone 1883, the prequel, and uh, so far. I've just got to the first episode. It's like an hour and 10 minutes. It's really good. It's got Tim McGraw in there and some good, good actors. And then Ozark is back, baby. Season four, um, part one. It's season four, episode one. There's this part two of episode one as well. I only got about 30 minutes into that last night before I had to go and lay down with the kiddos. So, I've been watching those. Those are my those arc is one of my favorite. If you guys have not watched it, you have to. It's a must. Jason Bateman, the the, the acting job they do in there is just fantastic. The storyline, the, all the drama, great great show. Other than that, Jeff, that is pretty much it. You know, I've been um, trying to work on my Great Dane and getting him trained up, and uh, he's been he's been. Uh, He's crazy. He's four months old. He's running around the house like a horse. Um, but other than that, that's what's in my locker this week. We got uh, I, you know, got work next week. And uh, kudos to you, man. And uh, I'm pretty sure you're excited to start on your on your your new job. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, you know, using all that, using the money from the degree, and 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 actually being able to to apply that uh, is is very exciting. Uh, that that just shows that you know, with, with some dedication and, and, and some hard work, uh, you can, you can get to, you get to where you want to be, um, or where you think you should be. And so I think that's, what's exciting about it. It's applying all that, that knowledge I learned and, and applying it to a real job and, and getting paid to do it. Um, which is nuts. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, it's, it may, May change a few things about the show. <laughs> um, right. uh, I, I, you know, I know it says Tuesdays and Fridays. We may have to start doing it on Saturday mornings like this, um, just because I, you know, my the way my schedule might be, I may be coming home later on Friday than I normally would be. So uh, we may have to figure that out. Um, but uh, other than that, um. Yeah, it's it's just exciting, man. Like it's such a big opportunity. It's it's so difficult to to try to pass this up. It's uh it changes everything. It, it makes it makes it to where, you know, uh we can leave this apartment, you know, and get something else that's bigger and uh you know, and just uh it starts a new chapter career-wise and I didn't think it I thought it would not happen. I thought I'm I'm going to have to sell for something, you know, and just go to an office and and just not really do what I did. And it was, it was tough to, to come to grips with that a little bit. Cause I was getting a little stale at my other job and it was just kind of like, all right, I I'm getting a little, a little bored with this now. So, but, um, but th- when this popped up, I was just like, I have to try. And so I tried to, yeah, it's fun, man. I I'm excited. They're excited. Um, it's going to be a little bit transition because, you know, m- m- you know, we in the house have been used to me going in, waking up at five and going in and then getting off at two 30. So, um, it's a totally different, uh, thing now. So I'm getting home a little later. Um, but I'm going in a little later. So right. that's the, that's the plus I get to wake up and actually spend a morning with my wife, um, as opposed to me getting up and she's still asleep. So, uh, so that's kind of fun. I like that because it helps, you know, it, it, I think it makes the day go by a little easier. Um, because sometimes when I leave, she, she's 
she hasn't woken up yet. So, um, so it's kind of, sometimes I don't see her in the morning, you know, but, uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm ready to start this chapter, ready to get, get the ball rolling on it because, you know, once I get through this training, which I'm glad they do. Cause that I, you know, throwing me into the flames already, like from the get go would be scary. <laughs> so, uh, kind of transitioning me in is, is nice. Uh, cause yeah. I'm sure they have a system and I'm sure they have, you know, different things that they, they do that, that I have to kind of come accustomed to and, and, and everything. So, but yeah, man, uh, it's exciting and I'm, I'm ready. For, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this to start. <laughs> I bet. Well, that's awesome. And, and congrats again, man. And, um, that's about it for this episode, my man. We, we got playoff football. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I'll be on Tuesday to, to kind of go over the games and then we'll jump on. Maybe next week we'll figure that out. If, if things change, we'll let you know. But hopefully uh, it's a cheerful Tuesday, not medium depressed, because if Green Bay doesn't <laughs> make it out of this round, I'm, I'm going to be a little depressed. Um, yeah, I'll be catching oh. an eye. Because sure <laughs> uh, not yeah, to gonna... expect, I, I expect Green Bay to win, but yeah. um, I, I, I would be very surprised if they didn't. Um, yeah. Yeah, check in on me, guys, uh, uh, later if uh, they don't win. So, <laughs> but all right, guys. Well, that's been it this week. Um, we ha- we have it's been a great week here. Other than the cold, uh, it's getting a little bit warmer, which is fantastic. Yeah, I hate the cold weather. I could not live in Green Bay, <sighs> dude. I love um, it. I love it, dude. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's about it, brother man. Um, game starts three thirty. We'll put this up before the game comes out. And starts and then it's just football 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 yep 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 so uh take care everyone uh have enjoy the enjoy the football enjoy the playoffs uh we'll catch you next week and uh, kind of break down everything and it's just you know just enjoy because it it's got some we got some good games coming and honestly it sets it up for an awesome awesome championship round and an awesome super bowl so can't argue can't argue. And I, I think the Super Bowl halftime show will be pretty good this year. So I think so too. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, y'all take care and God bless. Bye. <laughs>